everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Connected Wellness Podcast. We are so happy you're here. I am Rachel Ann. I'm here with the wonderful Marianne, and we are so passionate about wellness. Here in this podcast, we look at the ways our physical, emotional, and spiritual health is all connected and how we can take better care of our whole selves holistically so we can live our best lives. We're really excited that you're with us here on the journey. Welcome to episode 14. Yes! Yes, episode 14. Yes. So it's been so fun and like just so interesting finding topics to talk about. I I mean, I have been telling people I am learning so much from the process of Mm -hmm. preparing for and, you know, recording these episodes. And I really hope, you know, that that someone else is also. But today's a good topic, I think, Rachel Ann. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. So uh, we're going to look at more of a spiritual health Uh, side of things and how we can really connect with God, right? How do we really have this relationship um, that as Christians we're seeking? So that's going to be really good. I super need to talk about this. So I'm excited to talk about it. Same. Um, But before we get into that, how about some wellness wins? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Okay, sure. So mine's quick. So I um, saw in a magazine like uh, last week or something about this super quick, like five minute morning stretch routine. And I was like, oh, I feel like I could do this. Like this is doable. I feel like I've seen other ones and it's just like too involved and it requires equipment and whatever. And I'm like, I can't do that first thing in the morning. But this one was really um, simple. And I was like, I feel like that little bit of mindful movement, you know, first thing in the morning Um, would be helpful. So I have been trying it in the morning. I I actually set my alarm five minutes earlier (laughs) just so I wouldn't feel rushed. And yeah, it's been great. I set up just a towel in the corner of the bedroom so everything's ready and I could, you know, do my little stretches first thing in the morning. And it's been nice, very gentle wake up. Yeah. I love that. Do you, um, do you get stretches from a specific website or like the post also has the stretches to do? So yeah, this came from, um, mindful magazine. Mm. Um, and yeah, it had like a little set of stretches. So like knee to chest, you know, laying on the floor, a few cat cows, if you know any yoga, like Mm -hmm. to stretch your back and, and, um, And then like mountain pose and arms up and down and like some Mm -hmm. side to side stretches. So again, super simple, nothing that feels grueling, you know, first thing in the morning or just feels difficult because of course then I'd be like, yeah, I'm too tired to do that. So yeah, it's just been nice. And like it finishes with just a, you know, sit and breathe. Mm -hmm. So a very like, you know, mindful breaths and and just kind of like get centered and get ready to start your day. Yeah, it's really nice. I love that. When I turned 30, that's when I realized how important stretching is <laughs> because, mm-hmm. oh girl, this body is like, even before I wear a set of heels, I have to stretch, do some ankle <laughs> stretches. That's just where we are. So mm-hmm. I love that a lot. That's a really great Thanks. way to start your day and to like mm-hmm. get your body like woken up and like, hey body, we're getting ready for the day with some movement. Exactly. So, I love that. Yeah. Go girl. Thanks. How about you? 
Um, my wellness win, I was thinking of one and then Marianne was like, oh, why don't you talk about XYZ? And I was like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. So thank you, Marianne, for pointing this one out. Uh, my wellness win was earlier today where I was getting ready for the day, picking my outfit, all of that stuff. And, um, I looked over on my dresser and I noticed some perfumes that I have and I was like, oh, like hi perfumes, you know, I would love to like wear some perfume today. And then I was like, eh. I, I work from home mostly today, so, you know, I don't need perfume just for me. I'm just working, like, in front of a computer all day, basically. And then I was like, no, Rachel, like, if you want to wear perfume, even though you're by yourself, you could still just wear perfume. Like, you mm-hmm. being with yourself is a good enough reason. Because I typically wear perfume if I'm going out with people, especially an event, like a wedding or a big occasion. But I was like, no, I just, I like the smell of this perfume, and I want to smell like this today. So I'm going to wear this perfume. And so I did. And I love the way that I smell every time <laughs> I inhale. I'm like, oh, it's a very lovely scent. <laughs> so that is my wellness win. And not waiting to have an excuse for things, just being like, I want to wear this, so I will do this. Yeah, I think so often we save that special outfit or, Mm -hmm. you know, the fine china, if you registered for fine china for your wedding, and we just like never get to use these beautiful things. So you're right. Like, why? You know, I... I'm doing nothing, but if I want to put my cutest dress on and, you know, do yeah. my makeup, like, why not? If It's definitely going to make you, you know, feel some sort of way, right? Like, yeah. if you feel, if you look good, you feel good. So, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could smell this beautiful perfume, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, and, and enjoy it with you, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. You girl. deserve to smell good. You know, I was like, I just have to smell good even when I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I can enjoy my smell and this is going to be great. So go team. Awesome. High five. Yay, wellness (laughs) That was off. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like we're doing a boomerang. (laughs) Uh, Or like from the office when they're like, raise the roof. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We love the office. So there's a lot of office references that we have. Um, I feel like we've sent each other that gif multiple times. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Oh, man. Okay. But on a serious note, but also not, I mean, it is serious, but you know. We'll keep it light. So, okay, we're talking about how to connect with God. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's talk about first, why is it important? Why should we bother Mm -hmm. to take time to figure this relationship out? Um, How is it going to help me? What do you think? Yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind I was like, wow, Rachel, why, why should you connect with God, right? As a Christian, like, why should you? And I was like, oh, like, God created me. You know, he looked at the world and was like, it needs a Marianne. It needs a Rachelette. It needs, you know, whoever you are watching and tuning in. Um, And I'm like, oh, like, since you created me, then there's so much in store when I engage in a relationship with you. And when I talk to you and I hear from you um, and I just have experiences and it's just, I don't know, there's something special about connecting with God um, that's different than connecting with humans because Mm -hmm. God, to me, when I think of God, there's certain like characteristics that come to mind. And I think about how he's omnipresent and how he knows everything and 
and he's and yet he still cares about me and my mm-hmm. problems and my concerns and my excitement and you know the positive things mm-hmm. and the hard things um I, this is gonna sound weird sometimes i think about god as like a therapist um in the sense that like he listens and he cares and he chimes in and he's a participant in the relationship and it's all for like my health right like he cares mm-hmm. about me and he wants me to grow um so that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, Rachel, why why should we as Christians talk to God? I'm like, oh, because he created us and he wants to. Like, that's mm-hmm. also another beautiful thing too. The creator of the universe wants to have a relationship with me. Like he cares about me. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. What do you think? Well, first of all, I don't think it's weird that you say he's like a therapist because doesn't it say in Isaiah that he is a mighty counselor? Mm. Um, so I know counselor could mean multiple things, like more of a guide, but you know, I think it's Mm. both things, you know, he, Mm. he wants to hear from us and guide us and help us work through whatever we're working through. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think he created us to be in a relationship with him, you know, um, we weren't, he didn't just create us and like, let us go, go ahead, go do your thing on the earth. You know, he, he wants to have a relationship with us and, the Bible says that he came to give us abundant life. And so if I don't have a relationship with him and if I don't take the time and and the effort to maintain this relationship, I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of potential benefits to live this abundant life. Like I'm living anyway, I'm struggling anyway. How much different can it be if I'm connected to my creator Um, if I have him there for me to help me through the difficult times to make the good times better, right? Mm. Like he provides us with, um, joy that can't be found through anything else, right? True joy. Um, this is kind of a side note, but you know, there's a difference between happiness and joy, Mm -hmm. right? So many things can make us happy, you know, uh, smelling nice, (laughs) right? Going to, (laughs) to hang out with friends, Um, getting a new job, you know, all these things like make us happy, but they're like temporary external things Mm -hmm. like true joy that that can only come from our relationship with God can't be taken away, right? It can't be moved by our external circumstances. So, I mean, I feel like um, a relationship with God makes the good things better and Mm -hmm. the hard things more manageable. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, in my opinion, I would be stupid not to take advantage of that, you know, mm. relationship that's available to me. Now, I don't want it to sound like a transactional thing. God gives me good things, but yeah. through his love, he gives me these things. So in this loving relationship, um, you know, we benefit a lot. So I feel like it's important to, to think about this relationship. Mm, absolutely. And it makes me think about, um, I think one way it's not transactional is that there is a sense of intentionality from me and from God. And the the purpose of connecting with God isn't, you know, to treat him like a magic genie to get what you want, mm-hmm. to get what you want. The purpose is to connect with the, with the creator, to connect with your heavenly father, to connect with mighty counselor, whatever characteristics really stand out for you, and to just have a conversation. And sometimes that conversation 
conversation leads to more prayer. Sometimes that conversation leads to worship. Sometimes it leads to journaling or crying or reading the Bible. Or um, a lot of the times prayer leads to action because God will be like, hey, like he'll really deposit in you like a next step or something to do. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's not transactional because the intentionality and the heart posture that we have and that God has sorry, that God has for us. Um, It's a relationship. He's like, yo, I want to be with you. I want to walk with you in whatever season you're in. Um, The, oh, what, what is it? The, it's like a poem that it's a little bit older. It's called Footsteps, I think. Where footprints. It's like, footprints. Thank you. Uh, my mom always she had this in her in her room, and it was it basically a poem um, with this beautiful photograph of like a person walking, and he was like, "But God, like, where are you? Because I don't see your footsteps, right? Like, I feel so alone." And he was like, "I was with you the whole time, even if you don't see me. I'm with you the whole time. Um, everywhere that." you are, I am there too. And I think that really highlights the loving nature of God and the relationship different than rituals and all of those things, which we talk about later, but the relationship aspect, the knowing he fully knows us and he fully loves us. And I don't, I don't know anybody else that fully knows and loves me Mm -hmm. in the way that God would know and love me. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think the word unconditional uh, can only be applied to God. I mean, we try to love each other unconditionally, especially our partners, but I don't think we're capable of it. We're too flawed, I think, as humans. So that that true unconditional love, um, and again, how could you possibly want more than that? And how do you turn away from that? You know, that beautiful... Uh, like you said, fully known in all of the ugliness inside me, you know, and yet he, he loves me more than I could ever imagine. I mean, it, it, it's something. So, okay. We hopefully agree. It's important, right? (laughs) We need to have (laughs) this relationship. We want to be connected to God. I'll speak for myself. I find it difficult. Why? Why is it so difficult? I can tell you, but (laughs) you could start if you also find it difficult. Girl, yes, I do. Um, And I'll say this, uh, this is a conversation that I have with lots of people in my life. So if you're listening and you're like feeling like you're the only person in the world who struggles to have a relationship with God or incorporate God into your life, please know you are not the only person. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the club. Marianne and I are here in the club with you. for me personally, the hardest times are when I find that I'm really busy. So in my schedule, I just don't dedicate devotional time. And then there's other times where maybe I'm in more of like an anxious season or a depressive season or just a lot of like mental blockage is mm-hmm. happening. And I find that relating to God and speaking to God, just it just seems like a lot of effort. Um, sometimes it's shame, but most of the time it's, God, there's just so much. I'm just so heavy with the world or my thoughts or, you know, my history, whatever it is, my trauma that, re- you know, that conversation I had yesterday, it's just so heavy that it's preventing me from really sitting and communing with you. Um, those are the times where it's mostly difficult for me. There's things that I do now, and we'll probably talk about that later, about how to overcome that. Mm -hmm. But um, 
it's it's hard because we're I think this is a good reminder that we are fully human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love God and we know how good God is and we know what God does in our lives, how he can move mountains and situations can change instantly. And he knows that we are very human and we experience the world and we're going to be impacted by people, places, things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes those things can make it difficult to do the things that we even know to do that we may even want to do, but just may not have the energy to do it. So yeah. for me, those tend to be the harder times to connect with God. How about, how about for you? Well, two things, and it's more of a general thing. So one thing you kind of just said it, we know how much God loves us. So for me, sometimes there's a barrier between the intellectual knowledge of God's love, right? And how much I need him, you know, and need to be in a relationship with him. And like the emotional knowledge, like the feeling in my heart, you know, that he loves me and that I love him. Um, So sometimes there's that barrier. And I think the reason there's that barrier is because it's such an intangible relationship, right? If you compare it to any relationship we have with another human being, right? Right. from any level of relationship, friend, family, partner, you know, whatever it is, um, it's so intangible. We can't Mm. see God, right? We can't really hear his, you know, hear him like we hear each other. Um, Although, of course, there's so many ways to hear his voice, which we can talk about, of course, primarily through the Bible, but a lot of ways to hear his voice. But it's just not the same as another human being, right? That yeah. even if that human being is far away, it's long distance, like there's still ways to, to communicate and to feel their presence in these tangible ways. So yeah. I, for me, that intangibility creates such a barrier um, that I, I'm constantly working through, I think. Um, and, it, and it creates that intellectual, emotional, you know, blockage or whatever that I can't get them to line up um, as much as I would like them to. But that reminds me though so it's it's difficult because it's not another human being but mm. like does that mean something is the matter or like it's not worth it like should a relationship be difficult right should the cultivation of a relationship be difficult i've heard people argue like in a marriage no it shouldn't be difficult if it's difficult it's not right mm. i personally disagree with that uh, i don't know what do you think uh okay I, sorry, that was my thinking face. Um, I, I also disagree with that. I think that things that are worth having may have difficult moments. Mm. And that's simply because let's like, for example, of marriage, like I am one person, my husband is another person. We're two completely separate people. Um, there are some difficulties where it's unhealthy or abusive. That's different, right? I'm not talking about those situations, but if there's just difficulties um, and the the reward of being able to work on things together and the thing that you create from that makes it worth it. And in terms of our relationship with God, there's this concept, I think we called, we talked about it before called, um, oh, what is it? Dark Night of the Soul, mm. which is basically this idea that as Christians, we will have seasons where it's just difficult to relate to God. It's difficult to hear from God. Usually that happens after a lot of difficulties, whether you're getting out of a traumatic situation, it could be, you know, you just woke up one day and you're just feeling really off. Um, usually when people leave a church or change denominations, when there's some type of shift 
that you are experiencing as a Christian, the dark night of the soul is a thing that you can experience. And the reason why is because you're experiencing God in a different way. That past season that you used to experience God in, in a very specific way, that's not mm -hmm. happening anymore. And so you're experiencing God in a new way, but you don't know how because it's new. So you have to discover that and wonder and work towards it in a way that's different. Um, so that... I can see where people are going with that um, statement. And perhaps in some situations that would be the case, but I, I agree with you in which I, I disagree. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I agree. The biggest thing that you, you said that I think is so important is anything worth having takes effort, right? So I don't see why our relationship with God would be any different. Um, especially like this relationship is the most important, the deepest, the longest relationship we will have, not only in our life, but ideally, God willing, into eternity, right? So this mm -hmm. relationship is so important. You know, why do I think I should be able to, you know, have a satisfying relationship with barely any effort? You know, it, yeah. like it just doesn't make sense um, because nothing worth having, especially relationships, is without effort. I mean, think about that how, what it took to develop the relationship you have with your husband, right? Like mm. as you guys were first meeting each other and again, not effort as in like, it's a trudge, like, oh, this sucks. It's so difficult, mm -hmm. but time, right? Time and yep. energy and, you know, intentionality, like so much of that to develop this relationship. And, and there's no reason it should be different with God. Um, I think an, another barrier or obstacle for us is we tend to, just like with everything else, compare, right? Compare mm. what my relationship with God looks like compared to yours or to someone else's and maybe yeah. feel like I'm doing it wrong, right? Because yeah. my relationship looks different and we are all unique individuals. And just like I shouldn't compare my marriage to yours, you know, yeah. it's composed of two different individuals. Why should I compare my relationship to God with you. It's completely individual. No one has to understand it, right? Except you mm. and God, like you don't have mm. to justify it to anyone. Um, but I think that that can sometimes throw us off, like, especially in our circles, like in our religious communities and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that you pointed that out because um, on Instagram, there is a lot of, I mean, this is for anything in life, but social media tends to show the highlight reel. It tends to, tends to show the like, oh, I have my pretty journal. I have my pretty candles. I have all of that. And I notice a lot of Christians who um, are like influencers or they have a really big following, their, their relationship with God looks a very specific way. And other people are thinking that, oh, it has to look like that because this is a Christian influencer. So mm -hmm. because she goes to this church and she listens to this song, I have to do that, right? But I think what is actually the intention behind those things is these are some ideas that might be different than what you're doing, but these are just some ideas of how you can relate to God. This is what it looks like for this person. It's not meant to make you feel like the way you relate to God or that you have a relationship with God isn't sufficient. Like as long as you're having a real relationship with God, you're fine. 
And mm -hmm. you mentioned that one of the ways that you um, hear God is through the Bible. And I think that's another thing that's like, yeah, like, I love that for you, Marianne. For me, I hear the voice of God very differently. I hear, I hear the voice of, well, not literally the voice of God. Let me like be careful uh, with my words, but I hear God or have experiences with God usually in prayer or when I'm walking outside in nature or God loves to use my friends for confirmation for anything. It is, it's low-key annoying. You know, I'll just be minding my business and a friend will text me something that God and I were just praying about the day before. And there is no reason for this friend to know that mm -hmm. they should hit me up about this thing, but they are. So, and I, I think that's one of the ways that we can appreciate and love the diversity of God's people mm -hmm. because God knows that each of his people will need something different to relate to him because we are different. And how beautiful is it that I can hear from God one way and you can hear from God another way and we can talk about it and that can be encouraging. So I hear the way that you view the Bible and I'm like, huh, I wonder what it'd be, it would be like for me to view the Bible in that way. You know, maybe in my next Bible study, maybe there's different questions I can ask, or maybe there's a different version of the Bible that I can read. So as long as it's real and it's a healthy mm -hmm. relationship with God, like that's, that's the thing, right? The intentionality needs to be healthy and like for God, as opposed mm -hmm. to like pleasing to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So of course, influencers, you just, you had to bring up influencers, like even for our <laughs> faith, we got to have influencers. I mean, isn't it enough that, you know, I, I was just complaining to Chris, this is a side note the other day, like, I, it's driving me a little bit nuts. Like I'm supposed to eat this. No, I'm not supposed to eat this. I'm supposed to focus more on this workout. No, I'm supposed to do that. No, I'm supposed to do like, everyone says something different and I'm like, yeah. wait, I don't know what to do, you know, but yeah. So now I have to also think about what the Christian influencers <laughs> say. Like that's just a little bit too much mm -hmm. for, for me, but yeah. So mm -hmm. same girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we need to just focus inward, right? Not, not outward, except like you said, we can be inspired by, you know, the people in our lives that we trust, that we think have a good relationship with God and, and get ideas. Yeah. I think that's a great thing, but to do what's right, you know, what feels right to you. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, just like in a regular relationship, you know, like mm -hmm. just cause a certain date night is great for you guys doesn't mean it's going to be my, you know, favorite date night. So yeah. It, yeah, everything is individual. So, okay. Where should we start then? If we want to, you know, re-energize this relationship, if we're just starting to develop it, you know, where should we start? Mm -hmm. It's actually interesting that you're asking me this question because that's a conversation I had with God recently. Um, I'm in a season of revamping my schedule and just trying to figure out, okay, I think I need to give more time to this because I'm giving too much time to that, right? So just moving things around and managing my priorities differently. And I was talking with God. I was like, God, I just... I don't know. I just I haven't been like with it lately. Like what, what do I need to change? And I think that's the starting point is like, Hey God, I'm noticing a change in our relationship. I'm noticing that I don't feel you as much. And this requires complete honesty and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So I literally was like, God, I don't feel you in my life. I know you're in my life. I'm not saying you're not real. I'm not saying you're not moving. Cause I know you are, but for some reason I'm not feeling you anymore. 
Um, is it the type of worship music? Is it, you know, I'm spending too much time in prayer, but you actually want me to read the Bible more? Like what, what is it that you want from me? And sitting there, sometimes it's sitting there and like waiting to hear back from God. Like, you know, God will give you an idea of something, or it might be a few days later, you're having a conversation with a friend and she brings up a really good idea about how to relate to God that is totally different than what you're doing or Google. I have Googled so many religious things. Sometimes you have to be careful with that, but I have Googled so many things of like, you know, Bible story about courage or, mm -hmm. uh, the breakdown of the, of Moses. Right. And what's his like full story. So Google can be really helpful for that. And that's, that's also where influencers can be helpful as long as we don't have that spirit of comparison to be like, huh, like I wonder what other people are doing and that could be interesting for me to try. Um, I think I mentioned this before, my husband is a pastor, so I never have to wonder for too long. He's just right there. Um, just, you know, a bucket full of ideas about how <laughs> to relate to the Lord and have a really beautiful relationship. And if I ever have spiritual struggles, he is just so ready with with a notebook, just ready to go at it with me. And I love it. Um, but for me personally, that's that's where I started. Um, and that's like a whole other thing too about how I even started having a relationship with God. But I find myself in that place right now just because there's a lot of things that are changing. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to be really honest with you about where I am. Um, I don't feel shame about it, but I do feel sad because I am feeling the difference. I am feeling that place in my heart where it's you and I are not there anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what what can I be doing differently? Do mm -hmm. I need to go to a different church? Do I need to go to two churches? I've heard of a lot of different ways of people trying to figure out what their relationship mm -hmm. with God looks like. And it's been a lot of really interesting ideas that I would have never thought about before in my life. So yeah. for me, that that's what that looks like. How about for you? You said a lot of things that I feel like I want to respond to if I can remember them all. But the first is you yeah. are lucky to have Brandon because that's part of it. Like when we hear all these ideas or we will look up different things, like we want to make sure that they're legit. Right. We want to yeah. make sure that they're not off the rails and against the word of God. So, you know, he's able to to help you with that. And and so hopefully all of us have someone we can turn to, you know, and be like, hey, is yeah. this OK? Or, you know, if it's something that you're not sure of. So yeah. in our church, you know, we always say we should go to our father of confession or, you know, if we have a spiritual guide or leader that we trust, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of vet these different ideas. But um, honestly, I feel like my dad is often my spiritual guide, like throughout college oh, and wow. stuff, I would call him for, you know, for stuff. Um, not that he could, he's a priest or anything, but if you just have anybody that you trust, you know, their opinion um, or where they are in, in their, you know, spiritual journey. But that was one mm -hmm. thing I wanted to say. Um, the other thing, yeah, about how you're like, God, tell me what to do, <laughs> right? What do I need to mm -hmm. do to fix this? I think that is the first step. So once we understand or acknowledge that we need to fix or improve this relationship, um, we just need to ask. I mean, that's number one, yeah. because talking to him is, is I don't want to say the whole relationship, but I mean, that's a, a huge part of it. Yeah. Again, how do I maintain my relationship with anybody? Like you have to be in touch on a regular basis. Like you have to talk. So just t talk to him and, and tell him, God, what do I do here? Um, I want mm -hmm. to feel your presence, right? 
please help me to feel your presence. And, and how can I open my heart, open my mind to experience you? And he tells us, ask and you will receive, right? So yeah. he promises that if we come to him with, you know, uh, like pure heart, good intention, he's not going to let us down. He, you know, he will respond in some way. Um, but we have to be patient. I think that's a, a big part of this too, is that because this relationship, again, it goes into eternity, it, you know, the time scale of this is, is very different from anything else that we're trying to do, right? So even yeah. think about, you know, trying to improve your physical health and you hope, oh, I, I want to, you know, lose X number of pounds in six months, or I want to, mm -hmm. you know, decrease my blood pressure, you know, by the end of the year, like you have these time scales that feel long, but this is not something that we can put a time limit on. Like, um, mm -hmm. I don't foresee that I'm ever going to be at a place where I'm like, oh, my relationship with God, exactly where I want it to be. It's perfect. Nothing needs to change. I feel great. I feel like I'm walking with him every day. Like, I feel like it's something that, you know, I'm going to need to be working on intentionally, that's, I think, the word of the day for me, like forever. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing, you know, that I think I'm yeah. going to be progressing and God willing, you know, in heaven, uh, you know, I get to see the the completion of this relationship experience, the the actual union, you know, that we're looking for. Um, yeah. I think there was something else, but you had said a lot of things <laughs> in a good way. Oh, I, I mean, this might be too late to bring this up, but but like, when do we start thinking these things? You know, I need to, mm -hmm. to have a good relationship with God. I think the more we mature in our faith and, and our faith becomes more of a personal faith versus like, if you were born into the faith, like I was just something mm -hmm. passed on by your parents, right? Once you reach yeah. that level and it's no longer, I'm going to church because my parents said I have to go to church, but it's because I feel in my heart you know, that God is there and I want to pursue this relationship, that's when I have to take ownership, you know, as someone who's maturing spiritually and, and say, I need to, this is my relationship. Now I need to do something about it. You know, I can't rely on my parents, the church, Sunday school, whatever it is to tell me how to pursue this relationship, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that you brought that up because I was thinking, um, I was thinking about how there are two things that make it difficult for us to hear from God when we say, Hey God, how do you want me to meet with you? And there's two things that make it really difficult to respond to that. One of those things is patience. You and I are the queen of not being patient, but sometimes it requires patience to be like, to hear from God or to try different things out. Um, so it can be hard. And I think the second thing is a willingness to try something different. And for me, just like you alluded to, one of the biggest moments in my life was when I started to have a relationship with God for me right? Like I was born and raised in the church. My parents always took me to church um, every Sunday. I wasn't allowed to do anything else on Sunday, but like mm. go to church, right? So I was born and raised in the church. And then as I got older and had to have my own experiences and I was like, actually, I don't really want to go to church. Right. And I went through that phase where I was like, no, I don't, I don't really want to do this. And then some life circumstances happened and I was like, oh, I'm actually feeling like I want to go to church, but I want to do it differently. I want to do it based on what's good for my personality, how I understand God, how I feel God. And that is actually different than how I was raised or even many people in our culture. Right. I don't go to the Coptic 
basic Orthodox church anymore. And I, I don't have any shade towards the church at all, but it's just that's that denomination doesn't facilitate the relationship with God that I that fits that I feel and experience. And that was a really big like, oh, gosh, like, am I a bad Egyptian? Are my parents going to be mad at me? What are people going to think about me? And like all of those thoughts are very real. But what's more important is, well, this is this is how I feel God. This mm -hmm. is what facilitates a relationship with God for Rachel. And that there's nothing that's more important than being in a place that facilitates your relationship with God in a way that is healthy and still biblically sound and all of that. Um, and so I say that because I think that also is part of the spiritual maturity is being okay with, with trying different things that you would have never tried before, but because that's where you feel the closeness of God, then that's where we're going to be. That is the priority. The priority isn't, you know, pleasing people or doing what you've been doing for years. The priority is you and God having a strong relationship. And so whatever facilitates that, that's what's going to be your driving, uh, motivating factor for that. So mm -hmm. I love that you brought that up. I think that's a big part of spiritual maturity is when you are owning it for yourself mm -hmm. and you're feeling that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, okay, you mentioned prayer is big for you. Uh, you know, and how you connect with God. And I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Um, so I feel like that's going to be a takeaway, like no matter what, you know, we will remember Rachel Ann's shirt, pray, right? If nothing else, pray. Um, we, we, yeah, that, that, that can't hurt for sure. Because I do feel like that has to be the basis of our relationship with God, because we have to communicate with him. And that prayer can look very different for different people. You know, like, again, for example, in the Coptic church, we have communal prayer, we have the liturgy, we have the book of hours, the Egbeya. So we have like a lot of prescribed prayer. But then, of course, we are encouraged to have personal prayer. So every one of us may, you know, experience God differently in those different types of prayer. But that that personal, you know, communication, like you mentioned, honest, open you know, telling him exactly like it is, how you're feeling, what you're struggling with. I don't think we can, um, you know, we can have a relationship without that. And then the, the one of the challenges, again, for me, when I talk about this intangibility, like you want prayer to be a two-sided conversation, right? Like I can talk to God, sure, but if I never feel like I'm hearing back from him, then I feel like mm. the relationship is one-sided. It's kind of not working out. So how do we hear from God? And, and I think the more we like try to tune in to things like the word of God, like hearing, you know, from like-minded Christians, um, you know, like you said, friends often bring things up for you, um, listening to worship, worshiping, you know, paying attention to God's glory and nature, like all of the ways that we feel him, but we have to do it intentionally because the more we get to know him, um, the easier it will be to hear his voice, right? Mm -hmm. So someone actually gave this analogy before, and I love it. Like, you know, imagine you go into a super crowded room. This was a, a, a man saying this, and he said, my wife is in there, right? And I want to find her, but it's super crowded and super loud. But as soon as I hear her voice, you know, I will know, like above all of that, you know, noise, I'm going to know, oh, there's my wife right there. Like, cause I know her voice. I know her, you know, intimately. And I think it's the same thing. The more time we spend with him, the more we pay attention to him, 
Um, then the noise of the world, which is very great, you know, all the distraction, all of the, you know, thought streams, everything, uh, we can pick out his voice easier, right? Yeah. Because we know him. Like, if you don't know him, you're not going to be able to hear him. He'll be talking to you constantly, right? He'll be mm -hmm. trying to send you message after message. But if I'm not paying attention, if I haven't made an effort to know him, I'm not going to hear his voice. So that was yeah. a powerful kind of visual um, for me, mm. like in a crowded room, you know, yeah. have I listened yeah. to him enough in the past to hear his voice among the noise, you know? Yeah, I love that. There's, I, I need to get better at memorizing Bible verses, but there's a Bible verse that talks about how um, his sheep will know his voice, mm -hmm. referring to Jesus as the shepherd, and we will know his voice. And uh, the more that we do spend time with God, the more that we kind of, for me personally, and I think you would agree based on what you were saying, the more that I spend time with God, the more that I'm like, oh, this is a God thing that's happening. And so I'm getting better at picking up when situations are happening or and I'm getting a gut feeling about something. I'm like, oh, I feel convicted. Okay. The Holy Spirit, which lives in all of us as Christians mm -hmm. is moving and it's, it's telling me to pay attention to something for some reason. I know historically when I listen to the Holy Spirit, it ends well for me. So I'm going to do it again now. Mm -hmm. um, and the more that we tune into how God moves and speaks to us, the more that we're like, we notice those things. And it reminds us that we are not alone and that God, God does want to speak to us. And he does want to, you know, break through all of the noise to be heard by us because he cares. He wants to have that relationship. So I love that. That was a really beautiful analogy. <laughs> Yeah, um, me too. That's why I've remembered it years and years ago. He said this, um, and I remembered it. But yeah, um, now I totally forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> the voice. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, it may come back no, to okay. me spending, in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> spending time with God, and that's how, the more we spend time with God, the more we know His voice. Oh, we can recognize. I it. do remember. Okay, yeah. Just on Sunday, uh, in our fellowship meeting with the college and grads and young adults that we have after church, we were talking about this idea of um, how do I know if something is like a coincidence or if this is God mm. trying to tell me something. Ooh. Right. And good yeah. question. <laughs> and you reminded me when you said the Holy Spirit, of course, the Holy Spirit is there to guide us. Um, so if we, first of all, are asking God to guide me through this, you know, tell me what to do, show me what to do. So number one, we're asking him. Number two, we're listening to the Holy Spirit inside of us, right? That's going to help us discern. Is this a coincidence or is this an answer to my prayer? Right. And, mm -hmm. and the more that, again, we're looking for God, the more we'll be able to see him working, um, mm -hmm. you know, and see his responses and see him acting. Um, but, yeah, it was a great conversation and, and multiple people had multiple examples of, you know, I was praying about this. I was struggling with this. And then this happened. And like it ha that has to be from God. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. we don't really I don't really believe in coincidence, you know, when it comes to God. I think that he works yeah. through every avenue available. Like you said, he meets us where we are. Um, and that yeah. could be in a random encounter with another person. It, you know, it could be so many different ways that he meets us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm biased in that I don't believe in coincidences. It's it's all God, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and we can just be so thankful 
that sometimes it's so obvious <laughs> that it looks like a coincidence. I'm like, oh, thank you, God, for making it so obvious for me. I appreciate that. Yeah. But sometimes it's not as obvious when God speaks and I have to do a little bit of digging or more praying or more something to, to see if it's him or not. Right. Of course, we want to be careful. We don't want to assume everything is from God. Um, yeah. You know, of course, uh, we can be misled, you know, and, and we would hate to do that. But but trying to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, again, check if it aligns with God's word. Ask someone you trust. There, You know, there's multiple ways, but the further along we get on this uh, relationship again, like half of the time now, I ask Chris a question and I know what he's going to say, right? Because I know I have known him. It's about to be 20 years that I've known him, which is insane. Wow. Yes, but I've known him for a long time. And it's the same thing. You know, the more I get to know God and how he works, like, you know, I won't be surprised that that's his answer because, you know, I, I'm accustomed to tuning into his answer. Yeah. But yeah, this idea of prayer with a little bit of time we have left, um, I will just say that it doesn't have to be formal prayer. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I kneel next to my bed for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes, whatever. And that's the, the only thing that prayer is like, where I go into the church and, you know, I lift my hands. That's not like prayer. I feel like it's just the, the act of conversing with God. And what's helped me is that I do it all day long, <laughs> you know, like little mm -hmm. tiny, tiny little prayers, you know, like, uh, please help me with this Lord, or, you know, please take this away, uh, please, whatever, or thank you for this Lord, you know, thank you for that yeah. little gift for that big gift, whatever it is. And sometimes like when you go outside and it's gorgeous, you're just like, Oh wow, God, thank you, you know, for this beautiful thing, whatever. And these tiny little Pray prayers, I still call them prayers, you know, mm -hmm. are, are building the blocks, you know, to, to build this relationship. Um, yeah. Because sometimes I hate to keep saying this, but sometimes Chris and I have to sit and talk for an hour. Sometimes it's a quick text, right? But all of that is, is part of the relationship, you know, that we've built. And I think it's the same thing with God. There is an author, um, her name is Anne Lamott. And she wrote a book called Help, Thanks, Wow. And it's about like these three quick prayers, like, you know, that you could be praying all, all day long. So help with this, thanks for this, or just like this awe, this praise, you know, for what God has done. So help, thanks, wow. And, and I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And I think what you're referring to is praying without ceasing. Mm -hmm. That's the that's what comes to mind. Um, uh, my therapist actually told me this and I was like, "Ooh, she's good. Um, and she was like, you can be doing anything and praying to God. Like you can wake up and start praying and then go to bed. And that's when you finish praying. Mm -hmm. It's you can be in a meeting and still pray. You could be answering your emails and praying. You could be teaching and praying. Mm -hmm. Like it's something you essentially you're just actively involved inviting God into whatever situation you're in and talking to him. And you can do that while doing all these other things. So I think those are more like, I call them micro prayers. I don't know if that's a real term. I just kind of made that up. And then there's a more like, all right, God, I'm going to the mountain as a good friend of mine says, she's like, God, me and you one hour, mm -hmm. we're going for the prayer closet. Cause we got some stuff that we need to talk about. 
So I think that uh, it's beautiful that we allow ourselves to pray in different ways for what the situation calls for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times where for the more formal, of course, if you're doing more corporate prayer with other people, but then there's also your own like personal one too. And all of that, I think there's so much beauty in all of those different types of prayers because those different types of prayers give you different things and it helps you see, well, never fully understand and see God, but it helps you see the many dimensions of who God is and engaging in the spiritual nature. That's why I love prayer. We engage in the spiritual nature of God, Mm -hmm. which breaks logic and breaks intellectualism, which are great things. But when it comes to God, he he's on a, he's in a different ball game, you know, different ballpark, a different sport, a different (laughs) everything atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it is incredible and so worth exploring. And I'll just, I'll finish with this idea that if we have any urge, any tiny urge whatsoever, you know, to seek God, to try to, you know, uh, develop this relationship, that's the Holy Spirit and don't shut it down, right? I I feel like if you make any little effort, you know, God is there to, to reach out and pull you up. You know, he's, James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So just make that little bit of effort. You know, we're humans. We're not like powerful. We have so many issues. Our minds are so limited compared to God. And he knows that. So I think any teeny tiny effort, like if you feel anything, um, just, just do something right. If it's a, a, a tiny little prayer, um, in orthodoxy, we have the Jesus prayer, Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me. Mm. And that prayer itself has done so much for me. Like, especially when I'm feeling anxious, you know, I just, it becomes, it's like a mantra, right? It becomes a mantra. Mm. It soothes the mind. It helps me feel uh, peace. Um, so I'll, I highly recommend it, but that that's my conclusion. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I love that. No, that was a great conclusion. Um, And we would love to hear from you all, like what has been helpful in your relationship with God? We spend a lot of time with prayer, but maybe it's worship or the Bible or going to church and, you know, having Christian community, whatever it looks like. So let us know. How can you let us know? Great question. (laughs) Um, So we are on Instagram at Connected Wellness Podcast. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Real with Rachel Ann. Marianne is on Instagram at Wabasaba. We're also on email. That's not something we say anymore. We have an email. So you can send us an email, connectedwellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Sorry. And all of that will be linked below. And we would love to hear from you. What do you think about prayer and how do you relate to God? We also would like to hear from you about different um, topics that you would like to hear about. We have some good stuff coming up, y'all, but we love to hear about what you want to hear and get more information about. And if something in this conversation um, sparked something for you, if you were like, yo, I actually would like to talk more about prayer, hit us up, let us know, right? We are not um, theologians. You know, we like go to divinity school or anything or theology school, but we're happy to talk about these things and also share some helpful resources as well. So don't let uh, anything get in the way of that uh, Holy Spirit work in you. That's like, okay, time to pray. And if we could be helpful, we would love to do that. So without further ado, I'll pass it off to Marianne for our goodbye slogan for the day. Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you again and be well. Be well, everybody. Bye.